Do you really wanna? Do you really wanna taste it? I think I've done this thing. And now, anything I say is going to be immortalized digitally. And it didn't need to be on a fucking blockchain to do it. Right? Everything I have ever said, no matter how incriminating, is a matter of public immutable record. No matter how many people I bribe, blackmail, or kidnap the families of, the incriminating (laughs) things I say are still out there. Shit, I said that bit out loud, didn't I? It's funny you say that, because I have been... uh... My my job has recently instituted a rule against cell phone usage anywhere that I work, basically. So I've been listening to podcasts and music on a PSP like a teenager in 2005. Oh, wow. That's a funny coincidence. Um, maybe that's what we could talk about for the show as its central theme is the PSP, because I've got some things to say. But sorry, cutting in. Please, Elsa, do tell us about um, listening to shit on a piece of shit. Um, Yeah, I've been listening to old episodes of Fist Shark Marketing. Yeah, talking about shit. Speaking of incriminating. (laughs) That's a good (laughs) podcast, that. Yeah, I miss it. For listeners uh, who might not be aware, myself and Conrad Zimmerman, uh, Podquisition co-host and uh, editor of this show, uh, we used to do a uh, little comedy improv podcast called Fist Joke Marketing where we played um, publicity agents and just sort of riffed on different ideas and, and would see where that took us. And Dean Kane was often involved. Dean Kane was, was a, reg- a regular in-universe client, yes. As was Bonovox from Out of the YouTube. Oh, Bonovox out of the YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> he was a, a classic. Uh, it definitely wasn't me. Put it on an admittedly excellent and authentic Irish accent. Oh yeah, no, it totally wasn't you. No, not me at all. Um, PSP though. Wow. Before we discuss the PSP, there's something else I need to discuss. Oh, please. Yeah, I've got uh, a lot of important topics as well. So we'll definitely get there. But first first of all, everyone, welcome. Trash Girl Diaries is the name of this. I'm Stephanie Sterling, and I'm joined by um, Elsa Farron, who is brilliant and has some stuff that, that she needs to say. So we're going to listen now. I really, Shut really... Shut up, do. you at the back. Yeah. Sorry, one of the listeners is fucking chatting at the back. There's another one playing with their phone. And you, yes, you, stand still, laddie. All right, he stood still. What do you think this is? Fucking church? Prick. Good Lord. Right, I apologize for the rudeness of our listeners. Yeah, don't think. I can see the light from the fucking phone screen reflecting up from under the desk. Charles? It's fucking Charles again, acting up. Fuck's sake, Charles. Dickhead. 
Get it together. I tell you what, if we've got a listener called Charles right now, they are fucking shitting themselves. I know, right? Right? <laughs> Especially like they're, they're possibly there listening on their phone thinking, how am I going to put my phone down? I'm listening to you on it. And I'm like, put your fucking phone away, Charles. You sounded like Magneto there for a second. I, I... Charles! Charles! Uh... Little known fact about me, I, I am Magneto uh, on the weekends. Master of Magnet? Just recreationally. I recreationally master magnetism. It's not something I could commit to on a full-time basis. But, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes, like, have a bunch of cops shoot at me and then, like, hold the bullets in midair and fire them back. You know, just just as for a bit of R&R. Oh yeah, but you like, know. do you do you do you hold the bullets and then just drop them and let them all just sort of clatter all over the ground, like to flex on them? Oh no, no, I sh- I fire them back. I feel like that that's sort of the calling card of various magnetos over the years. Whether they they drop the bullets neo style. I only watched the first X Men film, and I watched it in the cinema, and I'm I don't think I've ever watched it in full again since. So I'm winging this. That movie happened in 2000. That's a 23-year-old film. But no. Like, we'll be talking about the PSP later, but I had that horrible realisation when I was looking it up, like, reading up on the PSP, and it came out in 2004. The PSP is 20 years old. And I am an ancient, creaking, corpse-like bitch now. I am basically the Crypt Keeper. Of games media. <laughs> well, hello there, girls and ghouls. That's what I'm gonna be like now. That's me. That's how I live out the rest of my days. Is being the crypt keeper. I'm that old and rotting. Do you know what else is two decades old now? The Pirates of the Caribbean films. Oh my god, no. That came out yesterday. Pirates of the Caribbean 1 came out yesterday. Oh no, mate. Oh no, mate. It came out 20 years ago, to be sure. And I know because I got a lot of positives. The only time I got any positive attention from my peers as a teenager (laughs) was because of my ability to impersonate Captain Jack Sparrow. Back Back when people weren't sick to fucking death of Johnny Depp. Right? Back when there was uh, still still cash in that register. I know, right? Um, After Sweeney Todd, it's just all downhill. Yeah. Here's what I think we should discuss. I think this is yes. important. Since our last recording, which was quite some time ago. It was a while ago. I uh, came into possession of a new laptop computer. Oh, one of those laptop computers, you say? Yeah, you can put it on your on top of your lap if you want. Ooh. However, I, I have never once done that. The only thing I want on my lap is women. And NBs. And men if they're twinky enough. Yeah, they got once you get like too low down on the twinky scale, laps isn't the place for you. Mm-mm. But no. you know, if uh on the off chance that Jack Quaid is listening to this podcast, mm. hit me up. It's likely. Oh yeah, I know. I bet. I bet Jack Quaid is a huge fan. 
Yeah. And and if Randy Quaid is listening to this podcast, hit me up. You couldn't even finish that fucking sentence. <laughs> Randy Quaid? Yeah. Not even Was Dennis. The one? Not, Not even, even Dennis. Dennis. No. Randy Quaid. Was Randy Quaid the one in Independence Day? The official movie? I don't know. It was a Quaid. Uh, like, I, the I one who like... was... Dennis Quaid was the one from Dragonheart, and I feel like I would have known. Oh fuck, Dragonheart! Speaking of old films, yeah, yeah, twenty-five. No, Dragonheart's twenty-six, actually. Jesus Christ! But um, because I haven't had access to PC games for a while, I wanted to fire up some some new shit on this new laptop. Mm. And I, I wanted to I wanted to test the limits of this thing's fucking processing power right away. So I played Vampire Survivors. Oh, the hot new game that everyone's talking about. Everybody's talking about Vampire Survivors. The BAFTA award winning Vampire Survivors that I have uh, no particular stake or involvement in. So I started playing Vampire Survivors. At yeah. like eleven thirty on a Saturday night, and um, you know, I, I was I was enjoying myself because Vampire Survivors. I don't know if you've played it, Stephanie, but it's quite entertaining. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. So I I played it until and I I just did the same thing I do when I do anything. I just continued until I needed a poo. Yeah. So I need. So you know, I started playing. It's like eleven thirty at night. I played until I needed a poo. I got up. I had a poo. I sat down. I looked at the clock. It was 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, it'll do that. Yeah, so I played Vampire Survivors for nine uninterrupted hours. Fucking hell. And just... I was terrified (laughs) by how gripping that game is. It's like narcotic. I feel like the more I do it, the more I need to do it. Yeah, it's one of those games you can just, like, get proper lost in. And, like you say, you look around and suddenly... And I think Street Fighter Six was the last game to do that to me. Um, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is sort of edging on it. Um, actually, no, 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 sorry. I'm edging while I'm playing it because of Starion, sorry. Um, but it's a mark of a good and and scarily powerful game is the kind of game that can have you suddenly look up from it and go, oh, fuck, it's dawn. I can count on, like, two hands the number of games that have done that for me. I mean, MMOs are designed to do that, and and there have been a couple that have done that for me. Final Fantasies XI and fourteen come to mind, World of Warcraft, and uh, The Lord of the Rings Online. I got very absorbed in that for a minute. Oh, I played a Lord of the Rings game once. Not the Gollum one. It was another bad Lord of the Rings game. I can't even remember what it was called, but somewhere, I think I... I don't think I left it in Mississippi. I hope not, because it's so shit. But somewhere I've got a collector's edition of a Lord of the Rings game that was released in, like... God, must have been, like, early 2010s. And it was, like, an action... Shadow of Mordor? An action game... Not Battle of Mordor, not not the Mordor games. It was a co-op focused action adventure game. And the collector's edition had a, a quiver, 
like a, a quiver for a bow and arrows that the stuff was put in. And it was just the silliest idea for a collector's edition thing. Because if I recall correctly, it didn't come with arrows or anything. It was just the quiver. Arrows not included. Wow. I haven't seen it in a long time. I might have left it in Mississippi. It wasn't a good game anyway. Well, that's okay because Mississippi is not a good state. Oh, no, no. Yeah, if you're going to leave a, a bad Lord of the Rings game anywhere, uh, Mississippi is as shit a place as any. Yeah, I, I've actually I've actually been thinking about this, right? Uh, I've thought about this a lot with, with my fellow Americans, and we as a nation have come to the consensus that, yeah, Mississippi is the worst state. Yeah, I spent 12 years living there. Yeah, like, Mississippi is, like, it takes all of the worst elements from the states that surround it. So it's all of the worst parts of Louisiana, all of the worst parts of Alabama, all of mm-hmm. the worst part of parts of whatever's to the fucking north of it, I want to say Tennessee. Yeah. So, yeah. And I spent 12 years in there, in that state, trying to live up to the role of a manly husband. <laughs> and now I'm 39. Even back when I, I first became aware of your content, which was in the, the early escapist days, at no point would I ever call you manly. No, no. In fact, a lot of my like detractors and, and trolls and things online would question my masculinity as a point of insult. And yet now, weirdly, they're all online calling me a man and talking about how masculine I am. It's almost as if they've got no fixed set of principles or ideas. Yeah, it's almost as if conservatives don't actually believe in anything. Yeah, but God, it makes me laugh. Like the amount of times, like my masculinity was called into question before I came out as trans, and now people oh, talk about now... how manly and masculine I look, which wasn't true at my quote-unquote manliest. Because, like you say, I have never the most masculine I ever got was looking and acting and sounding like Otho from Beetlejuice. Glenn Shadricks is the manliest I've gotten. And that is still Campus Christmas. I think the manliest I've ever seen you was was Duke Amiel. That's about yeah. as that's about as macho as I, I think I've ever really seen you. Yeah. Because like... you know, when you when you had the, the, the replica Warhammer 40k chain sword and you held it up to your crotch, that was just comical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get people, like, talking about all, all of my masculine traits, like that huge pronounced Adam's apple that I don't have, or the big, broad, manly shoulders that, I, again, I don't have. Oh, yeah, let me tell you, you are just a, a regular M. Bison. Yeah, I look exactly like M. Bison, that is correct. Fucking hell. You would make a great femme Bison. Oh, I would... I should do that. I should get a costume mate. That would actually look really hot. Me dressed up as Femme Bison would be hot as fuck. Yeah, especially if there was like um like a deep plunge on the 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 top. So like there's Oh, if I was dressed up at Femme Bison, there'd be quite a few people looking to give me a deep plunge, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, I would be first in line and I don't you... care how many people I would have to <laughs> kill. 
and butcher. I will get to the top of that pyramid by God. And that would very much be a turn on for me, like watching people kill for the privilege of fucking me. I think, oh, that's, I think that's taken at least like number five in my top five sexual fantasies. It's displaced being fucked by Ebera, the uh, lobster kaiju from the Godzilla series of films. It's still full size and I'm still person size. It's just sort of, it's picked me up bodily and it's just rubbing me up and down on its big lobster cock. Do lobsters have penises? Uh, This one does. In my fantasy, it does. Okay, fair enough. You gotta be a proper monster fucker if it doesn't, I mean, yeah. What's the point if there's no genitals to deal with, you know? Exactly. I mean, lobsters are similar to crabs. They're like long, they're crabs, but long. And I know crabs, instead of like genitals as we'd understand them, have things that could only be described as configurations. (laughs) Just weird, like moors, maze-like moors and things. From what I remember, I I think it was Fee that told me about once. They looked looked them up to talk to me about them. I'd question why we were talking about crab genitals, but it was a conversation with me. I mean, look, we've just stumbled into one now, so it's that easy. And I want to, if if anything, if this podcast has ever been set up for anything, it's to warn people that those pitfalls exist, that you could be having a normal conversation about the Sony PlayStation Portable, and the next thing you know, you're discussing uh, uh, crustacean genitalia. I tried to say genitalia and genitals at the same time. Basically the same word, but different. Genitalalia. And then it me. Genitalalilulelo. That's a Metal Gear Solid, isn't it? It is. I've got Metal Gear Acid on a Universal Media disc. It's in the room <laughs> with me. Because I was in, in a shop. I'd just gotten transphobiaed. Um, I was chatting to you at the time. Yeah, I remember this. This was last week. Yeah, I was, I was actually like super worried about you. Yeah, it wasn't too bad by transphobia standards. Um, I was ill and went like just outside for some air to cheer myself up, and then some lads uh, transphobiaed me. It was nothing like nothing violent, just a lot of sort of oh what the fuck and and sort of you know that kind of sneering, mocking, laughing kind of shit. And I flipped them off and and everything and. Uh, they didn't seem to take kindly to it, but they didn't escalate. Thank fuck. Because I was terrified, but I couldn't not do something. I wouldn't fuck with you. I mean, I would fuck with you, but I wouldn't fuck with you. Yeah, like, fuck with me. Like, use me as some sort of implement. Like, maybe rubbing me up and down uh, Ebera's lobster cock. Uh, maybe. But yes, I, I was ill, in a bad mood been transphobiaed, ended up in um, CEX, the uh, uh, computer game shop in the UK, and uh, bought a PlayStation Portable just to feel, just (laughs) to feel something. Having booted one up for the first time in, you know, close to two decades, I did feel something, and and it's mostly uh, amused disbelief at how great I thought it was. Don't get me wrong, a lot of the tech for the time was, like, amazing to a degree. To a degree. To a degree. But nowhere near enough 
to overcome the degree of blurring that's everywhere on that system. Like, I turn motion blur off of everything I play if I can. Yeah. I hate motion blur. I don't like blur in particular. Um, I mean, I like coffee and TV, but who doesn't? Um, Music joke for the listeners. I was about to say, I'm not really a huge fan of blur. I prefer gorillas. Mm. It's on my PSP. On on your PSP. Demon Days. It's on my PSP. Yeah. There we go. That's a 2005 (laughs) fucking sentence. Yeah. You're living the, the 2005 experience before well when everything was really shit but we didn't know how bad yet great days great days so i got this psp i played grand theft auto liberty city stories which i remember playing for the very first time because i've always been a big fan of uh, portable gaming handhelds and the like i find the concept very special and i remember playing liberty city stories at my nan's house because I was visiting them, and the game had not long come out, and I bought it, and I took it home, well, I took it to my grandparents, and I remember sitting on, on the bed at my nan and granddad's, firing that game up, feeling just amazed, and feeling like I was in a brave new world, that a game like Grand Theft Auto 3, that the, the GTA 3 experience could be contained in a handheld format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I played it last week. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The blurriness, putting aside the fact that the frame rate is like 15 FPS if you're lucky, and obviously the controls are fucking wonky because the controls on the PSP are uh, wild. And also it's a Grand Theft Auto game. I don't think that they have controlled particularly well in the best of times. No, no. That that is a, a very salient point. But the... Every time the characters move in cutscenes, in the game, whether it's the main character or NPCs, they leave about five ghosts behind themselves whenever they walk, or five ghosts trailing behind their arm when they move it. It's the extremity of it. I remember even at the time thinking, it's a bit blurry, that. That makes me think of, like, (laughs) there are Street Fighter characters not in six to my knowledge, but there are street fighter characters who have a like super moves that power themselves up and they actually do leave like an after image when they move. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking of that all of the times that like Rose or Yoon or Yang, whoever else did it. I I don't remember who else did it besides Rose, Yoon and Yang. Yeah. And everything looks like that on the PSP, but glitched like, like if that effect happened in a street fighter by accident liberty city stories is possibly the biggest offender but i have also played a an old dungeon crawler an old hack and slash whenever i've waited for Baldur's gate 3 to update on the steam deck (laughs) i've i've salved the wound the gaping wound left in my clock by playing untold legends again i expect nobody to remember but it was a like a complete fucking bargain basement Diablo style game, like a dungeon crawler hack and slash. And it is like the bottom of the barrel. There's a whole series. It's a franchise. The name was familiar. And I must have played this. Or one of the derivatives one of the sequels. Um it is so basic. But it is again blurry as 
fuck. And I also played Coded Arms. The, let's just say, mechanically ambitious first-person shooter on the PSP. First-person shooter on the PSP. Yeah. Where you you use the the little analog nipple to move forward, back, and strafe left, right. And you're using the face buttons, circle, triangle, square, and X, to look up, down, left, and right. Oh, no. Yeah, the game has a very generous lock-on for a reason. And even that isn't enough to cope with it. Oh, no. It's one of those games you play and you just think to yourself, gosh, you're adorable, aren't you? You're really trying. Didn't they know that, like, the portable first-person shooter already peaked with X versus Sever on the Game Boy Advance? Right? If it ain't X versus Sever, throw it right in the fucking bin. There are two X versus Sever games on the Game Boy Advance. There are. Every time I, like, relearn that, I have to check myself. Just to make sure that this is the reality that I'm living in. We live in a world where there's two X versus Sever games. Both of them are first-person shooters on the game. On the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And no Project oh, Hammer games. It was trying. So the PSP, right, is host to one of my favorite games of all time. And what I'm about to say is going to surprise nobody. But my favorite game on the PSP is Dissidia Duodecim Final Fantasy. Which is the prequel to the original Dissidia Final Fantasy. For the uninitiated, I don't know if you have ever played Dissidia, Stephanie. I played the first one. The the very first one um, back in the day. Uh, not really a, the kind of game I play, but I did play that first one for a bit. Well, Duodecim is partially a remake of the then three-year-old original Dissidia. But there's also a whole other story. And... Um, why the fuck is my microphone intake volume? Yes. So they added a a prequel story to the to the 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 re-release thing, Dissidia Duodecim. And it's a Final Fantasy game that came out in 2011. So the entire story can be summed up as being about how great lightning is. Like, oh god. She is just the the Angela White of the Final Fantasy franchise. Not like that. Mm. Maybe like that. A bit. But yeah, no, it's just a story about how, like, the characters that they wanted to have be playable in this Final Fantasy crossover fighting-ish game secretly worked behind the scenes to make everything possible for the first game to happen. It's It's convoluted and silly, and I love it. Laguna is in it. From Final Fantasy VIII. How's about that? He's adorable. He's so stupid. <laughs> and then they doubled down on stupid because Vaughn is in it as well. Oh, goodness gracious. The heroes of Final Fantasy are really not wanting for idiots, are they? They subscribe to the WCW philosophy of faces, where if you've if you're going to be a, a, a hero, if you're going to be a babyface, you are going to be a bit of a gullible pillock. You're going to be like late 90s, 2000 Sting. 
in this analogy, would that make Lightning Goldberg? <laughs> I've got quite a vivid image now of fucking uh, uh, Lightning, like, coming out from the door backstage with the music just going... And, like, she's punching the air and everything. And doing the, the Goldberg face. Yeah. <laughs> I love Goldberg. <laughs> I love Goldberg so much. One of my favorite wrestling matches of all time is from, I want to say it's like Survivor Series 2016, where Goldberg's entrance takes longer than the match does. And he just kills and eats Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. And it's like, it's 2016 Brock Lesnar. Fucking Super Saiyan Brock Lesnar. Goldberg doesn't give a fuck. No, just fucking mauls him in seconds and it's over. And Paul Heyman is screaming. So good. <laughs> oh, I love I love me some Goldberg. I really do. But yes, Dissidia, uh speaking of the the analog nipple on the PSP. Yes. Imagine playing like a, a 3D arena style fighting game on that shit. I know I did it back in the day, because like I say, I did play Dissidia back then. I can't imagine trying now. Oh, Lord. Good Lord. I've gotten used to it, because I've played played quite a bit of Dissidia in my time. But, oof. Oof. It's definitely better to play it on the Vita. I imagine so. I've been meaning to fire up my Vita again. I have both systems, and I still play Dissidia on the PSP. It's just, it's what I'm used to. The heart wants what it wants. Right? I wanted every lobster-themed item on Temu, and I received a bag full of lobster stuff today. I have plush lobsters. I have a plush lobster shoulder bag for to put things in. That's wonderful. What is ostensibly a lobster phone case, but... Would see way more uses like a lobster wallet. That opens up and is cool. Uh, several lobster replicas. None of them as good as Claudia, the uh, the one that I show on the Jimquisition. Uh, nowhere near as high quality, but several lobster replicas. Is that the one that you had fucking miniature fantasy Commander Sterling that one time? Uh, yes. Yes, that's Claudia. I also recently had her in a hemp and shift on that episode I did about being censored by YouTube. I'm assuming it's C-L-A-W. Of course. Okay, good. Just making sure that you were doing it right. I roll no other way. I've got lobster slingshots. (laughs) Those are cute. They're like sticky, rubbery lobsters with a sort of space underneath it to put your finger. And then you place it on your finger and pull its tail and it just like slings slingshots off. I've got a whole... uh, I think it was like a quid and there's like a bag of like fucking 10 of them or something um because obviously i'm gonna lose i'm gonna lose most of those flinging them about uh i've got this one on my desk is a brass lobster pen holder it's just like a little brass uh lobster with its claws up in the air open so that you can place a pen on it and then it's lifting your pen oh i love that it's just lovely yeah I, i love that I'm wearing a lobster necklace, which is a a silver lobster that's just covered in little red fake 
clearly plastic gemstones. What else have I got? I got these lobster fishing lures that I got because they move like they're alive. <gasps> they're like horrible, rubbery, squidgy things. Fee doesn't like looking at them. And frankly, I don't either. Because even though they're lobsters, they kind of move like cockroaches. And I've got like a real bad phobia of those. So they proper squick me out. But mm. I'm glad I've got them. God, you must have really fucking hated it in Mississippi. Shit. Oh, God. No, no. Absolutely despised it. My last couple years there in Mississippi, I lived in a house with a big basement that would trap a lot of water. So roaches would come up out from the basement. <laughs> and it was a living nightmare because I'm genuinely, like, incredibly scared of them, like a real visceral phobia of them. So it was a nightmare, nightmare of a living situation. But things are better now. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the current basement, the murder basement, is letting mice in. I'm not as scared of them, but I am very much the kind of girl that will shriek and stand on a chair. And go, eee! Yeah, go, eep! We're trying to get on the landlord about dealing with that and the just the general leaks that are going on in the basement. Because some areas of the floorboard down there, like, murder basement is no longer a joke name. Parts of that basement are a death trap now. Oof. And they've done nothing. I've been telling them for weeks, like, the water and the vermin and, like, there's some health hazards here. And I've, I've got asthma and some of the mold risks and things, like, genuinely fucking scary and they ain't fucking done jack shit so i've got it all all the the logs of complaints are in writing and i'm i'm gearing up like the 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 neglect is building a case against her so i'm really looking forward to uh eventually deploying the case that's being built fucking landlords they have one job yeah no they don't they're landlords they don't have any fucking job uh, uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm just being, I'm being generous and, I get and technical. Like yeah. the the one job is the is the upkeep and maintenance of the property that they collect money on. Oh, I mean, she cares about the upkeep and maintenance of the garden. Anything oh. aesthetic. Oh, I bet she cares about the garden. Yeah, cares about the garden. Cares about the fact that we'd been fixing a TV. And we had a thick blanket over the dining room table with the TV um, laid flat on that. And at the last inspection, we got a call from the Latin agent being all, um, oh, she's very concerned about the clutter in the house that's causing long-term damage. And it took us ages to get out of the agent what was meant by that. And it came down to that, a TV on a, Thick fucking blanket on the dining room table. That's what she cares about. The water damage, the bad plumbing that we've complained about, not just with the basement, but like the sinks and things. The plumbing is really bad and there's like water damage in the ceilings and drawers and things. And I really like this house as a building. It's very weird and eccentric and sort of my kind of thing. And I hate watching, not just my own comfort, I also just hate watching a really nice house become indirectly vandalised through her neglect while she only gives a shit about whether the lawn is mowed on time. The fucking God. Or imaginary scratches on a dining room table. 
I understand that landlords are landlords, but do they have to, like, be such landlords about it? Yeah, like, do they have to suck so bad? Yeah. Apparently it's, like, a requirement. My experiences with this one have really hammered home that it takes a certain type of person to be a landlord, and that type of person is a cunt. Because they don't act any other way. The lure of of landlording is attractive only to the most aesthetically minded, cheap, stingy, lazy twats among us. Because I don't see them act any other way. I briefly considered, like, if I had a bunch of money, I briefly considered the idea of trying to become the only good landlord on the planet by, like, owning a building, right? And then charging, like, really, really low rents for, for, like, queer people. See, I think that's different to capital L landlording. Because that's, that's you, tr- like, looking to explicitly provide a service. And I know a landlord would argue that's what they're doing too. But what they're doing is hoarding buildings. Yeah, no, they're not providing a, they're not providing a fucking service. Yeah, they hold buildings to ransom rather than buying a building with the express intent of making an affordable home. We had this in the UK, actually. They made a whole bunch of houses, like, cheap to buy to try and encourage people to buy houses then a handful of landlords bought them all and turned them into rental properties and they were just allowed to do that one would argue that was possibly the plan all along but it was certainly against the spirit of the openly stated plan but that's what they do they are the worst among us landlords are the worst of us they really fucking are yeah and and just they're self-destructively evil That's the thing, because at some point I'm going to leave this house and I reckon I've built up enough of a case to where I could just up sticks or possibly even like drag some people to court. And what will be left will be a house that will need, by the end of it, if the damage continues, everything I've ever paid in rent to fix it up to sell it. (laughs) Good luck living in it because... They'll need to fix that up as well, either way. It would have been a lot cheaper to have fixed it up when I brought this up. But it's only getting more and more expensive. And they're so fucking short-sighted. Yeah, and it also took them a long fucking time to rent this place out, I know that. It took them a long fucking time to find, like, a tenant as deranged as me, (laughs) who would see how bizarre this house is and think I want to live here. And I tell you what, a Steph Sterling does not come along every day. So good luck to them if I ever do go. Like, as as much as a landlord does hold all the power in a relationship, like, with a tenant, I'm in a position where, like, I know I can, like, swing my clit around a bit, you know? I, uh... Because mm. I know that they are going to have such a hard time renting it out again. And in order to rent it, sell it, or live in it, they are going to have to spend a lot of money. Good. So I like that. It allows me to be a little bit of a bitch. Hit them in the fucking wallet. That is where it hurts. It's the only place that they have feelings. Oh, I intend to. And again, not just because they're landlords and fuck them, but because I'm genuinely offended at a house this unique and interesting and and very sort of Steph-oriented. 
being ruined. Because, you know, I'm not going to do the landlord's job and, like, get it fixed myself. No. It's the landlord's job and and their responsibility. So I'm not going to fix it, but it does mean I have to watch. I get to watch a house depreciate in value in real time. And it's just kind of sad. We've actually told the letting agent before, like, ask the landlord how much they want for it. And I do have the sort of soft goal of making an offer and being in a really good position because I know what needs fixing because I've watched it all fall apart while the landlord does nothing to fix it. So I reckon if they continue to be as neglectful as they are, they'll be in a position where they will have to sell it to me at a reasonable rate because they won't get better anywhere else. We'll see. We'll see. The point of all this is I got a lot of lobster stuff. I'm wearing a lobster necklace. I have some other things, but they really need photos to do them justice. Because I got like the kind of cheap, like made in China uh, action figures and things. And I've got like some sea creature ones, like a weird shark with tiny little legs that have grown out of its chin. And a crab, a crab spider monster, like a crab centaur kind of thing. Utterly bizarre things. I haven't bought these ones, but there is a series of of toys. And I kind of want them for the novelty, but I kind of don't want them in the house because they're genuinely disturbing. They have toys, ostensibly for children, of dead dinosaurs. What the fuck? I think they're supposed to be marketed as maybe like an educational historical thing or what, what have you. But they are incredibly gory dinosaur corpses (laughs) like the kind of plastic dinosaur toy you could buy at sort of a novelty shop or like a like a gift shop at a zoo or something except these ones have torn open bloody wounds and shattered bones jutting out of them and they're all just lying down dead and as much as I want to get them and be all like, ha look at how like morbid and upsetting these toys are. They genuinely make me feel sick. Like, they make me feel sick. to. They are that r- gut-wrenchingly horrible to behold. You know, what that reminds me of is uh, about a week ago, I went to my local cinema, my local movie theater, Yum. And I watched uh, a film called The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is a supernatural horror film based on the first chapter-ish of the novel Dracula, in which it's just Alien. It's the exact same film as Alien, but replace the spaceship with a boat Replace Ripley with a guy who looks like British Nick Offerman with a giant mustache. Brilliant. And replace the alien with Dracula. Otherwise, it's the same movie as Alien, which is high praise. I love Alien. It sounds amazing. It's pretty great. The kills in this, it's a horror film, so spoilers, but people do get killed. The kills are 
visceral. And it begins with Dracula actually killing the livestock that they have on the on the ship. And you get to see some some ripped open cows and chickens and pigs and stuff with like oh. huge chunks taken out of their throats. And you can see some stuff inside of them. And I'm not sure how they achieved that effect, but it is fucking hard to watch. Good movie, though. I like it. I recommend it. If if you're into, like, the supernatural horror kind of thing. Um, Unfortunately, uh, despite the name, uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter, it has nothing to do with the Greek goddess as portrayed in the hit 2020 video game Hades, where they made her just hot. (laughs) They made her like a a hot grandma. They did do that. I just wanted an excuse to talk about that character, to be honest, because she's gorgeous. Mm. Uh, Hands down my favorite in terms of ranking the, the characters in Hades by attractiveness. Which, there's a template mm. on tearmaker.com for that specifically. Of course there is. To rank the characters in Hades by how fuckable they are. That, yep. That, that tracks. I'm, I, I've, I, I don't think I've been surprised less by a fan reaction to something. You know what, actually, you know, here, here, here's, here's a fun thing that we could do. I'm actually going to get the template and I'm going to send it to you. You know, you can do this or not, but I just I just want you to have it. It gives you a- every character, I think. Create a Hades character's attractive to steer list makeup. Right. I see. Yep. And then you just uh, pop these in. Yeah, you just drag them. I can show you what I did. Right, yeah. She's got a whip, doesn't she? Yeah, she's going up there. I'm just putting anything with a whip. Oh, yeah, Meg. Yeah. It feels wrong having Dusa on here. It feels... I mean, yeah, Dusa and Cerberus are both there, and it, it does feel kind of... Uh, Cerberus is... Uh, it's a choice. I feel like that falls under monster fucker territory. Yeah. I feel like we're doing this in real time, and I'm really excited about it. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've played Hades. I um would need to refamiliarize myself with a lot of it. I need to. I mean, I may play it today, like just real quick before I go to work or something. I feel like half the cast though will go in S. <laughs> I only have three. I I, I limited myself I, to three characters in S. We got Dionysus. We got um. What's it? Persephone, uh, Zagreus, Meg. Um, they're all in S. I would equally happily fuck the lot. Zagreus is is really high up there for me. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Electo is is pretty high up there for me. I was going to put everything goes in S. All of it. <laughs> there we are. Everything is in S. I'm assuming except for Cerberus and Dusa. Yeah, they can go in A. I mean, ranking these characters entirely by fuckability and and no other criteria. Hopefully the listeners have, like, 
scene tier lists online. I feel like tier Otherwise, lists like, are, are like if they're listening to this fucking podcast, if they're listening to this dross, then I feel like they probably yeah. have seen a well, tier talking... list in their lives, you know? But basically, well, I mean, they can infer from uh, what we're saying, you know. There is a site that lets you drag and drop pictures of the cast of Hades onto a table, um, ranked from S through to E, uh, based on how much you want to fuck them. And I've just made mine, and I've sent it to you, Elsa. Um, And it is every single character in S, except (laughs) for the dog and the decapitated Gorgon head, who are at A. I went a little custom with mine. I'm going to send this to you so you can have a look at it, because I think you might get a giggle out of it. Let's have a look. You see, this is a balanced, thoughtful list, what you've done. And you've renamed the tiers as well. I have! S tier is Mommy, Sorry, Mommy, Sorry, Mommy. Dot, dot. Then we got the OT3. Then we got Yes, Please. Sure. Eh. Muppet looking ass, no thank you. Then we've got all of the non-human ones in their own tier. Not human enough or not monster enough. Then we've got Butterface, Assholes and Not in a Fun Sexy Way, and you got Zeus and Hades in there, and then I Don't Want to Have Sex with Johnny Bravo. And that's Theseus. That's Theseus. I, I, had, to, I had to decide whether I wanted to have it say I don't want to have sex with Johnny Bravo or I don't want to have sex with Zap Brannigan. Both would have worked. I just went with Johnny Bravo. But yeah, the, the top of the top is just the moms, Demeter, Persephone, Nyx, and then Megara, Zagreus, and Thanatos, sort of rounding out the the top six there. Sorry. Thanatos is a fucking snack, though. Damn. (laughs) That is true. Like, when he first showed up, that was just one of the, the moments where I had to stop and, like, fan myself. Just, oh, oh. The voice. It's the voice. And just, like, the fact that he never raises his voice. He's got that sort of smolder, you know? Yeah, yeah. The the Jake the Snake thing, as I like to call it. Jake the Snake cuts some of the best wrestling promos I've ever fucking heard. Mm-hmm. A big part of it was, unlike all the other wrestlers at the time, he wasn't all, like, you know, shouting and screaming and, oh, let me tell you something, brother! It was just very sort of calm and collected and just, trust me. Like, good stuff. Like, at one point he said... You will succumb to your own avarice. Or something like that, which is like using the word succumb and avarice Mm. in a fucking wrestling promo. And back when I back when I wanted to to do a bit of the old wrestling, I actually like practiced promo work and my Mm. chief influence was was Jake Roberts. Oh yeah, like definitely one to look at. I uh I try and channel him sometimes because even though my like work as a wrestler, uh, obviously Commander Sterling is a very brash, loud, colourful character. I like to, when I'm doing a serious promo, like, uh, like if any of the listeners have, have watched the promo I did from Sovereign Pro Wrestling, uh, where I addressed Shreddy, um, it's one of the best promos I've ever done. I agree. I, I channel Jake the Snake at the end when I just sort of do that big speech where it's like, whether you volunteer the words freely or I have to shove my fucking fist down your throat and pull them out, I will hear the words! Yes, Commander. And um, 
I like doing that. I like punctuating a promo that's loud and and built to with just that like quiet. I've done it before as well where like I've ended with just a very sort of quiet, yes, commander. And um, I like it. Oh my gosh. I Sorry, I, I just came a little there. It happens. I'm used to it. Yeah, I bet you are. Oh. It's a living. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, good fucking lord. I feel like that might be uh, as good a place as any to conclude our ghastly business. I actually, speaking of promos, I do have to film one. I've got to film one for my match for next weekend. I promised True Grit I'd get it done two days ago. And then I had a migraine and then the kids happened. So I've got to do that tonight while I think on. And I've already got makeup on my face so I can do it. Because obviously next weekend I've got that big match against Kid Bandit. I'm excited for that. I'm very excited. And I haven't even announced the stip that it's going to be no disqualifications. Um, That's what I'm announcing in this promo. And I feel okay saying that because the, uh, well, no one here like listening is going to care. Plus the promo should be up by the time this is out. But yeah, no DQ. It's going to be brutal, mate. Um, Very excited. Hope you're ready because I know they're going to bust out that fucking keyblade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be bringing along some... Basically, whenever I have a very special evening with someone, I always like to bring some toys. So it's going to be a very interesting evening, that's for sure. Um, So yeah, I should push off and and get myself prepped and make myself finally do that. If there's anything you'd like to leave the the listeners with in terms of of something that you want to share or or just send them away thinking about, then then do by all means, Elsa, do please uh, share. I shall. Darkest Dungeon 2 is a game worth buying a $1,000 laptop for. Mm. Because I did exactly that. And the moment that the game booted up and I heard, Ruin has found you at last. Money well spent. Excellent. Darkest Dungeon. Play Darkest Dungeon. That is my takeaway from all of this. I put a hex bug in the claws of that brass lobster and it looks like it's about like it's broken its body and it's about to throw it off a cliff or into a volcano. So I'm pretty pleased with myself. That's fucking brutal. Right? Fucking nasty little hex bug. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Thank you everyone for listening. I'm on Blue Sky, by the way, if you have that app. That's basically my slutting account. Ooh. So first traps I've been putting on there. But other than that, thank you listeners. As always, we'll see you next time, I guess. Thanks, Elsa. Yeah, I'm going to go take a piss. Ta-ta! Yeah, bye!